I think with any new technology, the two things I've noticed that always breaks things out is either something that makes people rich quick yeah. or something that is just ridiculous and fun. Yeah. Those are the, those are something that helps people find relationships, lovers, whatever. Those are the things that tends to, to break out. Back at it again, Foreign Gems. Foreign Gems. How are you doing, huh? I am doing pretty good. It's the first few days after Easter. First few days after Easter, you had yeah. a good time hanging out with friends and family? Yeah, yeah, I had family visit for the first time since I've been in Canada. Wow, that's actually Celebrated crazy. Easter with family for the first time since 17. That's <laughs> a milestone right there. Yeah. Since you were 17 years old, by the way, right? Yeah. Not 2017? No, 17 years old, yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's been, it's been a while. Sacrifice you make, you know? When was, the, when was the last time you saw, you saw this particular group? Um, before the pandemic, okay. 2019. Actually, when the pandemic started, we just didn't know it at the time. Mm -hmm. So 2019, December. Yeah. It's kind of wild how everybody changes and grows up. Oh, yeah. So quickly. Yeah. It feels probably the same pre-pandemic to post-pandemic, but then you look at some of the, especially the younger ones, you know? Oh, they're so different. Yeah. The questions they're asking me now, I'm just like, they, I can't answer the same ways because, you know, you have to like, you know, answer questions like, you're just talking to kids normally. Yeah. And <laughs> now they're, they are kids still, but they are a lot they're more older aware. now. Yeah. They're so old. I can't give them things that would insult their intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> I have to answer more intelligently for them. You gotta adjust for the new audience. Yeah. So that's amazing. That's great. That's always great to spend time with family. Uh, I'm glad that you got to do that. I'm looking forward to my next opportunity to spend some time with family. It's been a little, little while for me, about a year since the last time I was home now. Um, and every, every time I go back, it's such a big change, especially on the younger kids. So, you know, I want to make it more of a, of a thing that I go back, you know, yeah. once a year at least to, uh, just make sure I'm staying connected. Yeah. That's always a good idea. How did you spend yours? I spent mine mainly with, uh, my roommates mm -hmm. and spent it with some friends as well. So that was pretty good. I enjoyed that. I... Yeah, we have a new roommate now who's actually a listener of the pod, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> he's from Mexico, so he's a foreign gem. So he's out here. But um, Didn't he inspire, he inspired last, one of our last episodes? Yeah, he was the one who was giving me feedback on, on filler words. Yeah. And he noticed that I say yeah a lot <laughs> while you're speaking. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it sounds like you're really interested, but you say yeah like about a thousand times an episode. I was like, oh man, I got to gotta think about that i didn't realize that that was happening so much that was but actually yeah. uh listening back to past episodes was actually what inspired today's topic yeah exactly right did you want to introduce that and then yes i would say i'll be happy to introduce this topic so today we're going to talk about something that we're both newly i don't know should we say newly passionate about it's definitely more of a trend right now i think it's going to stick around unlike it, it's not a fad. This is something that's oh, actually no. going to stick around and actually change the way things are. It's really funny because maybe I'll introduce it first and then we'll start commenting on, yeah. <laughs> on what's funny about it. But today we're going to be talking to you about AI in kind of a, a general way. Full disclosure, none of us are experts in it. We've just played around with it so far and we see and we we see the potential there, mm. and so we wanted to have an episode kind of early on to talk about some of the ways we've been using it. 
but as well some about some of the potential that we see in all of it. Um, but the thing I wanted to mention before I introduced this topic and I was going to go down a rabbit hole was um, it's kind of interesting how there was this whole like blockchain craze. Mm-hmm. For me, I caught wind of it in 2017 or so. It had been around for a bit longer before that. I think the first Bitcoin was maybe printed in maybe 2012, maybe even a little bit before that. So it had yeah. been around, but it wasn't a, a big thing that everybody knew about that you were hearing about at Christmas parties or whatever mm-hmm. until around 2017. And that's when I, I could see the blockchain application in so many different things all at once. And then it very quickly just became mostly the crypto aspect of blockchain that became the popular thing. And yeah. if you hear about any blockchain news, chances are it's really crypto related at the right. moment. There are still companies like innovating with blockchain mm-hmm. in certain spaces, uh, like this potential in the medical field, for example, when it comes to like personal health data mm-hmm. um, and things like the finance world obviously can benefit from something like a blockchain where the information is verified by multiple yeah. sources. Um, and I think lawyers, that was, that was like a big thing there where the, a document, for example, can be tracked through and you can know the exact latest version of a document because of a blockchain application kind of mm-hmm. securing that. But very quickly, these applications kind of fell away from the spotlight and crypto became the main application I kept hearing about. I don't know if that's the same for you. Yeah. It, it, right? So, But with this AI thing, it seems like it's definitely here to stay and it's less of just like a, a money-making scheme, but rather like a value generation scheme. I think it's something that's going to revolutionize kind of the way we work and the way we add value to our day-to-day mm-hmm. jobs. I think it actually makes us a lot more productive. Right. Uh, but of course, there's the opposite side of that, which is the fear that it will take over your job, for example. Right. And so, yeah, this is a timely episode. We talked a little bit with Nene, our previous guest on episode five about AI and how he was applying it to kind of the finance world and how it can be applied there. But this is more of a general discussion about what we've seen so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally agree with all you've said. I, I'll add more color to, to some of those things. Yeah. But yeah, um, it was listening to the Nene's episode and uh, I realized, you know, a lot of topics we've covered has been our experience so far, what we've done. Yep. And um, I don't want this for me to be like preachy, like we know all the answers. We are, it's, a, it's almost like a tool of exploration. So I was like, ah, oh, let's talk about something we actually don't know much about. Mm-hmm. Something that we're all figuring out in real time, you know, mm-hmm. we can all learn together. Um, maybe people can answer some of our questions, concerns that we have as well. Yeah. So yeah, so this is the episode where we are clueless on what we are talking yeah. about. You know, we're very entry level here, and I'm sure there's people out there, perhaps even listening, who have a much better command of everything AI that's going on so far. Yeah. But I'm curious, Ola, how have you used it so far? What's been your favorite application of this new technology, and how has it added value to your life in general? It doesn't have to be career related, but like however you, yeah. you know, you've been using it. I'll start with adding color to what you said earlier on about our... Sure. It, don't worry, it will tie back. How <laughs> <laughs> crypto, you know, ended up becoming the breakout application, yep. in quotes, of um, blockchain. And now AI is, you know, the craze. Yep. I think with any new technology, the two things I've noticed that always breaks things out is either something that makes people rich quick yep. or something that is just ridiculous and fun. Yeah. Those are, those, those are something that 
helps people find relationships, love, and so on. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that tends to do well. To break out. For crypto, you know, uh, people were becoming millionaires overnight, so that was, was attractive. That was attractive. People were selling JPEGs and making money. Uh, <laughs> that made, uh, you know, that helped. Uh, uh, that's wave. And for crypto, uh, for AI, uh, first it was the generative images, you know, um, the DALI and um, Mid Journey Stable Diffusion. Is that, did you hear about those ones first? I heard about DALI first, okay. but there was already Stable Diffusion. I was seeing people use them, uh, Stable Diffusion and Mid Journey, but I didn't really know too much about it. Yeah, do you but want to introduce what those are a little bit? Yeah, so they are generative AI. It's just an AI application that helps you generate something based on a prompt. Okay. So you type what you want, mm -hmm. and then you get a result. So yeah. in the case of DALI, Midjourney, and Stable Diffusion, you put in the input, mm -hmm. and then you, you say, uh, I want a picture of a cat and a so, dog as best friends yeah. on a sunny day, drawn in the style of Van Gaal. Like, mm -hmm. And you get a result that looks like that. So prompt to image right prompt and, to image. and that's the same thing with stable diffusion i think i haven't heard of that one yet yeah exactly that's but the they same. all have their different ecosystem like dali is owned by open ai who, yep. are, who also made chat gpt yep so they do have an api that you can use but um it's it started as an open company but lately it's become very proprietary like it's closed you got bought right uh, no, uh, not bot, but they got investors. Okay. And, oh, uh, yeah, but I think Microsoft is like the majority mm. on, yeah. I remember that being a bit investor, of a, something like that, yeah. I heard that being a bit of a controversial thing because like the whole idea, it, the reason it was even called open AI is the open source nature of it. Exactly. And the not-for-profit nature of it. That's what it's supposed but to be. Then I guess if you have these controlling interests, and I'm, I, I thought I heard it was bot, but you know, it could have just been like a, a sizable investment, which can function like being bought right um putting some controls over what you can put out for free versus not and like where when is this going to turn into revenue and thus yeah. that return on investment for some of the investors that can cloud the direction a little bit but the mission is interesting yeah. to give people access to this very powerful tool yeah it, their mission is to democratize the ownership of ai Mm. That's that was the original mission, and apparently that's still what it is. Yep. Um, they have a weird structure where um, it's divided into two entities. So there's the non-for-profit, which owns the for-profit version. Okay. So the for-profit version has investors, okay. and they only can get back the uh, a certain amount of profit. Okay. So once it's capped, it goes everything goes back to the non-for-profit. Oh, that's interesting. So that's an interesting I don't know the exact amount, but it, it's not like an unlimited capitalist structure. Right. So, uh, but it's still questionable in the short term to get to that return on investment. But uh, anyways, that's debatable. There's Midjourney, which uh, works mostly, as of when I tried the last, it works mostly on Discord. Yeah. If you're not very familiar with Discord, it's like a clunky process, but the result is out of this world. Yeah. And I've not messed around with mm. it personally at Mid Journey, but I've been very interested in website design. Yeah. Uh, as a result of me going self-employed, so I've been looking at ways that I can speed up a design process and like how you can, you know, put layouts together and yeah. maybe have a prompt for which colors you want your theme to be 
with yeah and then include a prompt for the type of website that you're looking for mm. and then continue to generate it until you get some layouts that you can use you can't just like copy paste that layout then directly no. into a builder you still have to do some work but the visual part of it is getting done for you and you can change whatever it is that you like like oh this looks a little bit too professional too yeah. serious perhaps like let's go for something that's a little bit more playful or mm -hmm. something like that and you can use keywords like that to change the the style that you're getting as a result of some of your previous inputs as well super interesting stuff yeah stable diffusion is the last one yeah so that's the most exciting one i think because it's the one that is currently using the mission that OpenAI had initially so they are the one that are more open source uh, there's a lot of people building on top of them so almost any exciting product that you see in the AI space that isn't directly from OpenAI, e.g. ChatGPT, it mostly came from a build on top of uh, Stable Diffusion. Okay, that's so interesting. There's the interior AI, um, there's this guy Levels, Peter Levels, he's like, this, he's, the, he's the nomad list guy. Yep. So he has like a bunch of ideas, he's always creating things out of this rapid pace yeah and yeah he has a bunch of projects out he has the i think interior ai which you can take a picture of your living room or wherever space and then it generates an ai um imagination <laughs> of AI whatever yeah of whatever design you have that's he has, amazing uh photo avatar AI. he has a bunch of ai projects and they are built on stable diffusion gotcha so stable diffusion isn't something like a website where you can go on or is it um, no, it, I think it mostly, I'm not too sure, to be honest. I've used APIs that people have built uh, on, top on top of it. That's been my um, entry point to uh, stable diffusion. I'm actually learning APIs again now. Yeah. I knew them from university, but I forgot. <laughs> and uh, this AI thing yeah, is, uh, is making me want to get into programming like a lot yeah. more seriously again me too man i've been thinking a lot about programming trying to learn python for the first time yeah python is fun yeah and it's, it's kind of a lot more intuitive uh, like when i was in school i learned c plus yeah. plus right so oh if you know c plus plus then it, it helps structurally and things like mm. that and there's, there's less admin work when it comes to syntax and things like mm -hmm. that so i'm enjoying this re-dive into programming and things like that but i'm still very entry level i'm not applying it in any way yet yeah. I'm still trying to it's almost like refreshing refreshing at the moment yes yeah, pseudocode is what you start learning yeah. um, typically they recommend if you want to learn programming and Python is like very close to pseudocode right okay um, okay so let's switch gears from when we talked about some image generative AI mm. those three options are there I know that you've used one of them for sure so let's talk a little bit about application so you mentioned this story a little bit in a previous episode about the avocado chain <laughs> and Midjourney was a part of that, right? Oh yeah. So let us know, like I haven't used, I haven't used um, yeah. Midjourney before. So how would somebody like me get, get started with doing something like that? Yeah, I think it works better when you're very clear on what you want to do. Okay. Like I see AI as like a very intelligent teenager. <laughs> like it knows so much on how to do something, yeah. but it needs what to do. It needs to know what to do in the first place. So for the avocado chair, like uh, I still made mistakes. Like the, the first few prompts were not very great, but yeah, I just wrote down what I think I want it to be. I want a chair that looks shaped like an avocado, 
but also comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Leather, I, I, car, then I put the colors that I wanted, then eye definition, realistic mock-up. Like I created that and you know, uh, then I use Meet Johnny's free version, yeah. which he, it was in Discord. Okay. So you have to type it in there, everyone can see what you create. Yeah. And then it gives you like four versions and then you click on which one you like and you can create more variations of that. And then if you're, you're satisfied with any of them and then you click and you get a higher definition and download that. The, the fact that it uses Discord is super interesting. It might be a great place to just hang out, even get inspiration from other people's prompts. For sure. Like whatever other people are generating for images, everything is in like, a, it's almost like in a text thread mm -hmm. and you can see everybody's prompts and how they're changing their prompts. A good way probably to even learn how to prompt engineer in a way. Yeah. Um, get closer to what it is you're looking for. I could see some other users using it. I definitely want to spend more time on it. I already have Discord, so really it's just a matter of getting the right server on there. You got it spot on. That's the if you know if you don't know much about AI, uh, especially image, you know, generative AI for images, mid mid journey uh, Discord is the place. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Let's talk about something where most people are probably going to be familiar with, which is ChatGPT. Mm. Have you been using it so far? I've used it to enhance, to speed my learning for my programming again. Okay, I'll, okay. tell your story and I'll see if it yeah. matches what I was about to say about the same thing. So you can tell it, you know, create an app that does blah, blah, blah. Yep. And it would do it for you, but most of the time there's a lot of errors. And so, how, how does it print the result? Like, that? say, you, you know, you've asked it to create this app. Mm. Does it print it as, like, code? Or does it print, like, what, what's the end result? Uh, I find it's not always consistent. Sometimes you give it like a step-by-step, -step, like go to this website, go mm -hmm. to this, go to that. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it would print out the code. And yeah, I think if you keep prompting it to like, no, I want you to create it, it would keep telling you back that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm an AI, I can't create stuff, <laughs> but this is how I do it. Yeah. So it's like the more you push it to create it for you, the more it will get you the results closest to it creating it without actually creating, creating it. Creating the thing, interesting. So you, uh, I find action prompts work, work better. Okay. So you've been using it to actually do some of the coding as well? Uh, to get inspiration. Okay. So that's the thing. That's why I said the smart teenager. Mm. Like it does what it thinks it wants, and, but it's not always smart. Yep. So you still need a foundation of programming to understand, oh, like, oh, okay, I didn't think about it this way. Mm -hmm. This is where I put it. Okay. So that's the thing. It's a great assistant, mm -hmm. but don't just take what it gives you and use it. It might work sometimes, but in my experience, it hasn't worked for me one-to-one -one like that. Interesting. Okay. All right. So that's, that, that's not the direction I thought you were going to go with that answer. What did you think I was going to say? <laughs> so I thought you, you had been using it for your programming kind of similar to how, how I had been using it. So when I started thinking about programming again and, yeah. and, and coding, I didn't really know where to begin. So this is where ChatGPT can be kind of helpful because you can prompt it in a way that it curates the answer to match the problem that you're trying to solve. Mm. So one of the most useful prompts you can use for ChatGPT is act as a X right. and do Y. And in that case, it'll kind of take the point of view of X. So for me, for example, it was act as an entrepreneur trying to learn programming mm. for the purpose of creating value. That's the prompt that I gave it, or something similar to that. Uh, and then to follow up that prompt, so this is all in, the, in one sentence. It's like, design a study plan that is 10 weeks long that'll get me caught up in Python 
uh, in, in the latest practices of Python. Something along those lines, maybe not word for word, but yeah, so act as X, Y, this is what I'm trying to do. And it actually spits out <laughs> like a, a study plan yeah. complete with weeks. So it'd be like week one to two, learn the fundamentals of Python. Mm. And then it shoots out like in bullet points, like this is what you're going to learn and this is where you can get a resource for it. And so it'll have like links to everything. Now, the links, like one of the, the drawbacks with ChatGPT as it is now is that it uses information that is up to a certain date. Yeah, and I 20, believe 20, 2021. 2021 is the, is like the October or something, for the public yeah. one av available right now, right? Yeah. So there's a bit of a limitation there, in which case it might give you some outdated information or there could be better resources out there. But it gives you an excellent place to start. Mm. And then furthermore, like uh, if you prompted the exact way I was just saying, it'll give you just a, a bunch of different resources that are that are from anywhere so it could be like a course it could be a youtube video blah blah, blah just a bunch of stuff mm. but you can change the prompt so that it's a little bit more closer to what it is you're looking for so say you're just curious and you don't want to invest a lot of money into it yeah. so you could say in, please include only free resources as a follow-up to that first response and it'll do that again just like change all of the resources so they're all free mm -hmm. or if you prefer to learn you know, through blogs and say, please change all the resources so that they're blogs and it will give you only blog resources or video, whatever is the way that you like to learn. Amazing way to kind of get your hands dirty. And then when it comes to practicing some of this stuff, ChatGPT can be super useful there as well because you can say, okay, I've completed weeks one to two. So it has an idea of where you are in, your, in terms. It's like, then please list out a list of like 10 projects that I can build with this much knowledge mm. and then it will give you some project ideas which allow you to then ap apply some of the information uh, so that it actually sticks because when you're trying to learn something quickly you might just download a yeah. bunch of information and never use it practice is the way yeah. but you need to do the projects to actually apply what you've learned mm. so I find it super useful from as a, like a start like a tutor almost mm -hmm. and then prompting it in the right direction for how you like to learn and for your specific situation Another thing I forgot to mention earlier is like when, when you mention how long you have to learn something. So like say you, you say, I have 10 weeks to learn this programming thing. It'll spit it out in those chunks. Mm -hmm. And then you can go as specific as I can dedicate two hours a day to learning this. And it will change yeah. the study plan so that it matches the amount of time that you have, like long term, the amount of time you have per day and like where you're trying to get with your programming. Pretty incredible stuff. You, you can do it with... I don't know, pretty much anything, I imagine, as long as the resources are online. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that's one of the things that I remember smiling <laughs> when I was looking at this thing because I was like, this is going to take me a long time to curate my, myself yeah. and also pace it in a way where I'm like learning something that adds on to the thing I learned before. Mm -hmm. So this kind of does it all for you and sets out like a plan for you. Yeah. Have you have you used it in that way yet? Uh, yeah, I've used it for a lot of things. Yeah. Like almost every day, I just have like a stupid idea, and I was like, I'll be like, <laughs> let me just see what this thing can do. Yeah. It's. I was telling someone I, I I haven't played any of my video games since January because I've just AI has been my video game. Yeah, new game. Yeah. yeah, that's all I've been playing with. With I haven't created much serious stuff. Yeah. But the recent example that was actually very useful was when my family came uh, next last week. I used it to create the itinerary. Um, However, yeah. it was completely wrong. You know, <laughs> uh, recommending restaurants that have shut down uh, years ago, things yeah. that didn't make sense. However, 
he gave me the framework. Yeah. He's like, this, this is what you should do on Friday, on Saturday. Uh, you might also want to consider that this is Vancouver. It rains a lot. I was like, oh my God, yes, thank you. I didn't <laughs> think about you, that. Thank you for considering that. Yeah, <laughs> so you might want to <laughs> do uh, some indoor things. Make versions of your plan that uh, accounts for in, uh, indoor that, versus outdoor. I was like, okay, I nice. didn't think about that. Yeah. The places you're recommending are totally wrong. Yeah. However, this is smart teenager. <laughs> this is very spot on about rain. I was like, yeah, so uh, it was awful in that way. So I, I use it as a framework, and you fill in the blanks yourself based mm-hmm. on your your own intelligence or experience, I guess. Speaking of frameworks, one application I did not use this yet, so I don't know how well it works. Okay, so take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> But one application I've seen is um, a resume and how mm. you can you can change it up or keep it up to date and things like that. So you can literally write roles and responsibilities that you've had in certain jobs and ask it to write a resume based on that, and it'll do that for you. You can also upload your resume mm. and ask it to kind of improve it or like write it in a, in a different way or a different tone, and it'll change some of the inputs for that. Don't go ahead and do this <laughs> and send it in without checking some of this stuff. You definitely want to be the last person to edit it. But it gives you a place to start, which is mostly what we need. I remember in my full-time gig, the hardest thing about certain projects was just having some sort of fodder that we could all work around. Right. Like just some sort of basic plan. Let's say we were trying to do a campaign. We just need a basic layout, understand the components that we need to uh, like flesh out. And then now that we have the stepping stone, we can do a lot of work on top of that, right? Yeah. Um, so it's really helpful for that as well. It's just giving you bullet points for something. Like if you're trying to write a blog post or something like that and you don't know how to structure it, you can ask it to give you a, a nice framework like you were mentioning with the itinerary that then you go fill out with actual information that you know is coming from you and is original. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I totally agree. Mm. I think it's great for unstructured data. Mm. You know, it. Yeah, if you have a data somewhere and just trying to make sense of it, and you don't even know what questions to ask, yep. just fit it the data, and then fit it the end goal. It's good at figuring out the in between for you. Mm-hmm. So That's things like, these are all my skills. If you if you're trying to figure out your career. Yeah. Uh, like this is what I definitely would have done like five uh, I don't know seven years ago when I didn't know what I wanted to do yeah. um, I'd, I'm good at Photoshop I'm good at this I'm good at that yeah. what are some good career options yeah. and then like you said you know give it that modifier I only want to work remotely I only want to do this what can I do it would give you very good career options mm-hmm. don't does it's not a prescription it doesn't mean you have to go do it <laughs> but now you, you have ideas. Yeah, yeah, it gives you something to think about. And you can actually do more research. And yeah. you can use ChatGPT to do more research, ask more questions on those things. And yeah. It's like a basic career coach in a way. Yeah, it's everyone's personal assistant. Every new technology that comes out makes. This is. It's funny. Every new technology makes the people of like 10 years before look like all peasants. <laughs> yeah, it's true though. So much, like, so much hard manual work. <laughs> Like uh, before Uber, you know, um, you either have to drive, take bus or whatever. Now everyone has their own personal chauffeur, technically. Um, you don't need to have a cook. It's only before it used to be like rich people that have their own personal chefs and stuff. Now you can just order Uber Eats, DoorDash every single day if you want to. Yep. Like anything you can think of right now with the gig economy, you have your own personal 
one. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have a Tesla, but I take Uber almost everywhere I go. It's and kind of like having a Tesla it's, and a it's driver. A, it, and in Vancouver, they are mostly always Tesla. So yeah. it's like you have a Tesla, you have a chauffeur. You get what I mean? Like yeah. you're living like you, yeah, basically. So your life of like five years ago is like, oh, I was a peasant. <laughs> and that's how it is with AI now. You know, before you're rich, you have a VA, you have assistants, you have all these things. Exactly. Now you have everyone has their own personal assistant. Yeah. That's what ChatGPT and all this AI uh, creates for, for us. Okay, so this is a good segue into, we, we've talked about a lot of the positive aspects of how we've been using it positively. Yeah. But what does it mean for companies maybe? What does it mean for people in the workforce if it's so easy to get access to a, a fairly intelligent assistant? Mm but maybe one that can't do everything all at once. Is there a danger to, to you know, jobs in the market, a whole entire sector is just being replaced by something like this? What are your thoughts there? Uh, they say like history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we've been here saying, before so many, over and over again. Oh, thanks. Um, I don't know, I, I, I think all of the, best what do you call it visionaries or inventors they are also like great students of history and someone told me that a long time ago i can't remember the person and that's what i just go by just look at the history like industrial revolution agricultural like just all the phases we've been in mobile apps of uh, mobile phones smartphones like every new generation of new you know revolutionary tech we lose a lot of jobs we lose a lot of things we do mm. but it gives us better jobs like in Africa, there are people that still stand at the gas station that are filling your tanks. Yep. In Mexico as well, like they still do that. Yep. In Canada, that's a job that no one has to do. Mm. I don't think anyone is complaining that I have to stand, oh, like, oh, I lost my job of standing in the middle of, in the winter, filling mm. people's tanks. You get what I mean? That's true. Like automation gives people higher level job. Even like at McDonald's and Thames, you know, they have automated things right now. I remember when I was working at Thames, everyone was like complaining like, oh, it's going to take the low level jobs. But really, did you really enjoy like counting change for customers? Mm. Did you really enjoy remembering 10 large double doubles and all those things people are ordering? Right. It just gives you more better job in whatever. Ten large double doubles. <laughs> large man. double doubles. Oh, for non-Canadian <laughs> folks. That's like a Canadian thing for teams. Uh, double cream, double sugar, uh, I think. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I know, and but I some people call it milk. Um, double milk, double sugar. I don't recommend. Double cream, double drinking, sugar. Drinking ten, ten double doubles back to back. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, a group, group order. Not a group one order. Person. Please don't but drink don't that do yourself. That. Don't do that. We're not but advocating yeah. that, but it, share with your friends. It gives you a better job. Even when I walk the teams, like they would just, you know, bring some new machine that replaces something that we're doing manually. Before you start to like measure the sugar mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden we came with this short shot ma machine. You press the button, it picks the right amount of sugar in the thing. All you have to do every morning is just fill in the sugar. So the manager, you know, you're not like having to train employees on the right amount of sugar to put. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is just make sure that it's filled at the right time. Like the job's just, evolve gets better for you yeah it just gets better for everyone everyone becomes promoted in a way what i'm hearing in a lot of what you're saying is that these types of revolutions or these types of changes actually allow people to get that one step closer to self-actualization 
100%. You're not, you're not really fully expressing yourself when you're doing some of those more clerical yep. type activities. And I'm not knocking anybody who's doing that, but I, I don't think anybody aspires to do that forever, unless mm. you do, in which case, you know, power to you and maybe AI is, is going to challenge you a little bit. But most people want to accomplish something else that they can add their unique kind of spin to. Yeah. And what I foresee thing, tools like ChatGPT and beyond, like this is like our first iteration, who knows what we'll see later on. But I think it allows us to spend more of our energy on the activities that we uniquely bring some value to rather than ones that could be replaced by something like a Even the things we enjoy, I would say. Yeah. If you want to do the, in quote, low-level activities, yeah. great, you can still do and that now. now. You can do that. Then you can use AI to outsource the other things you don't enjoy. Automate that time. That might technically be high-level activity for you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, just, it makes us all spend less time on things we don't enjoy. I'll have a great example for that that I use ChatGPT for. You ready to hear it? Yeah. Okay, so I've been experimenting with like different diets. And I don't mean like necessarily giving up certain aspects of food or whatever, just like reducing like certain things. and stuff, yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I'm trying to reduce is like carbs. Um, so what I used ChatGPT for was to design a meal plan and it's excellent at doing this, by the way, because some of this information is timeless. Like, you don't, you don't want to go ask it what the score for, I don't know, the Real Madrid game was yesterday. It's not yeah. going to know because of that time stamp that it right. has the information for. But nutrition values for food, mm. they've always stayed the same. Like, an egg in 2021 is an egg in, in 2023. Right. So, like, you can ask it about different foods and, and whatnot. So, I asked it to just create a meal plan. And I created a, a meal plan. Like, so I had like my calorie input. I was like, I want X amount of calories per day. And the meal should be like mostly focused on proteins and fats, mm. blah, blah, blah. And then it gave me like a, a meal plan, right? Then I asked it again on top of that to put all of that into a shopping list. And it just generated a, a full shopping That's list cool. for you. And so these are things I don't necessarily want to spend time yeah, thinking about. I've just made the decision, okay, I want to cut these things out or like lower these, the intake of these things. Yeah. I'd just like some suggestions and then I'd also like it to be made easy for me to shop. That's my end goal. So mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want to spend time doing all of the research or whatever. And that's where I really see like the, the benefits. It's like, it allows me to then spend that time that I was going to spend trying to figure this stuff out on something that I actually enjoy doing, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that resonates with what you're saying. It's like, whatever you like doing, if it's going outside and taking walks or whatever, yeah. then you should embrace something that allows you to do that a little bit more. Right? Exactly. Yeah. But I, I mean, I would be careful with the, they call it in SEO, they call it the your money, your life categories. Yeah. Uh, for nutrition, like, yes, it's great for inspiration. Yeah. But, you know, you, if something doesn't feel right to you, uh, probably go do more research. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not gonna kill you for it to have a simple meal plan. Yeah. But if you if you're I don't know if you're diabetic or something and you you ask it to give you a meal plan that you know, I please you know do your research. <laughs> yeah, uh, make sure it aligns with the latest research on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I guess that's because it's just not there yet, um, in terms of that expertise. Like you're saying, it's like a teenager. Yeah. But who knows, in a few years, maybe it grows up even further and yeah. it's able to notice things like this. Like you, you might be able, one day you might not even go to a doctor's office. You, you might be able to just write the symptoms, send over like a picture or something like that, blah, blah, blah. And maybe we diagnoses might get there. it for we you might right get away, there, yeah. man. 
who knows just gives you a prescription i don't we, know that it'll we get definitely there. might get there right it seems like one of the applications that are very possible with something like this it seems inevitable it seems like we'll get there see i think that's what humans will become like i don't think doctor's expertise is not to look at 20 pictures or whatever and yeah. be able to uh, of scans or whatever and be, then pick out what's wrong with the person mm. their expertise is to use their judgments based on the information they're given right so all, like once again the low level stuff you know what i mean like can be done can be done uh i think chat gpt or well, not chat gpt but whatever ai mm. can help like doctors flag something that they should go look further into as opposed right. to them spending hours and hours yeah and also i think to like analyzing big amounts of data this is why i really like the yeah. application for like law firms for example mm -hmm. or for or even for doctors like who are treating a patient over a long period of time it might be able to spot certain patterns yeah. that you just can't spot because you're you're usually thinking on a much smaller time frame. Maybe you saw your patient last three months ago, so you're comparing their condition now to three months ago. But if you've got this tool mm. that has the ability and endless energy to look into this person for like the entire duration they've been coming to you, perhaps it spots certain things that you would have missed and just makes yeah. everybody better at their jobs. Doesn't necessarily replace the doctor full time because their expert opinion is still valued but it just helps them maybe even get to certain suggestions for you or um, revelations about what's going on with you. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I like it in general, but there are some, <laughs> some things where I'm like, we should, let's just drive slowly on this one a little bit and like consider all the possibilities, all the outcomes. Yeah, unstructured data is definitely where it, it thrives that humans don't. Mm, yep. You know, um, you uh, I don't know if you mentioned, but I thought I heard you say the, the bias aspect, you know, if you give a structured data, by definition, it's already structured in a type of way. Mm. So you almost, you don't get a very interesting answer. Yeah. But when you give it data that is just, a, you know, a it's mess. just a dump, a mess, that's when it surprises you. That's when you think of things you've never even like, you could never even possibly imagine. Mm -hmm. And then you can use your human judgments to see if it's something you want to take seriously or discard. Yeah. Anyways, um, I'm very curious about how everybody else is also using this. So as per the usual, we have an Instagram now. So yeah. when posts are, like, when an episode comes out, please hop in the comments and let's have a discussion there. We'll be there. Love to chat a little bit more about some of the topics that we discuss, yeah. especially this one. I'm super kind of curious about this world right now. So any use cases you've seen, any applications, any prompts that you want to share oh, yeah, with prompts. the team, let us know. I uh, would be happy to, to join you in a conversation there. We've actually had Instagram from day one. <laughs> you didn't even know that. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Uh, but <laughs> we haven't, you know, we, we, all, we have all the things that we're doing. Yeah. Right now, this is not, it's not a job. It's yeah. not a business. No. It's just a hobby for us right it's now. It's a good time, man. Yeah, so we are, to these. we are not, you know, putting as much time into these other avenues that we could. We have Twitter as well. I think that one is called Foreign Gems Pod. Yeah, uh, and Instagram is podcast. So either pod a pod, yeah. podcast one of the two. Yeah. We have the names everywhere. Um, so your encouragement allows us to post more. Yeah. You know, someone as I mentioned before, someone requested that we start posting on YouTube. We yeah. start posting on YouTube. Did it. If you're engaging with our content on Instagram, we'll start posting we'll one day. There. If you don't engage, then we're like, okay, cool. We'll, we'll this take, is not we'll a channel. We'll take the hint as well. well oh yeah. Take the hint. Oh yeah. This is probably a good time to thank people for the support so far there's been, been a lot of positive encouragement so encouraging to hear it's it's great you know we had a goal of 
just one listener yeah. and we beat that goal by a crazy amount yeah i love it so man. uh this has been successful yeah in so quotes we've already won now we're gonna want to see where it goes yeah so th- thanks for all the support and uh this this is great we're, we're having fun we're only just getting started yeah yeah we're only getting started so i appreciate that appreciate all the support like all i said if there's one ask i have of you and you're enjoying this and you even made it this far in this episode please share with somebody else who you think would enjoy it yeah Hit us up with a nice five-star review, you know, so we start showing up all over the place. <laughs> and, yeah, maybe even more people can join the community and, and talk a little bit more about, yeah. like, all of these topics we keep mentioning. Oh, yeah, and we have the... We own the brand name now for Foreign Gens Podcast on Google. Huge We're win. We're considered an entity, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Google takes us here, so Pro- now... Progress <laughs> we've is made what it. that is. <laughs> I love to see it. Ola, thanks, as always, for, you know, spending time chatting chatting these topics i always enjoy these sessions and uh to everybody else we'll see you in the next episode yeah have a great week <laughs>